Welcome to Witches Being Witches. Spiritual besties chatting all things stars, skin, science, sex, and self-love. I'm Tara, Ayurvedic consultant, cosmic witch, and Vedic astrologer. And I'm Emily, qualified naturopath, holistic skin witch, and founder of natural skin and lifestyle brand, The Purist Collection. Witches Being Witches is for the woman who is ready to reclaim her power, dares to take up space, and expresses herself fully. A witch is a woman who embraces nature, its cycles, and knows that she is magic. Welcome, Welcome fellow witch. We are so happy you are here. Welcome to episode 23, Instant Gratification with Em and I. Yeah, welcome. We are super excited about this episode. It's something that we have chatted about so much and so we're excited to um, share that conversation with you guys today. Yeah, and before we get into that conversation, I just wanted to give us a little bit of a cosmic update and... So we've got where eclipse season is upon us. So the first eclipse was officially on the 1st of May. Mm -hmm. Then the next one is the 15th of May. Then the 25th of October. And then the 7th of November. So, yes, it is. Really, we use eclipses in Vedic astrology. We say they're a great prediction tool and they are really good for putting us back on the divine cosmic path. So they're really quite fated events and anything that happens over this time is categorized that way. So they can typically bring change and transformation. So this is a really good time to deepen into spiritual practices Um, there's a lot of astrologers that say um, they'll use manifestation during this time I don't recommend that I think Mm -hmm. it's really good to just uh, get into your yoga your meditation and really start pursuing um, your soul's um, you know, what's on your soul is a really good time when it's eclipse season and rather than, yeah, focusing on what you're wanting to manifest because with that eclipse energy, it can really um, skew the energy so you never know how that manifestation is going to um, occur. So, yeah, less focusing on the manifestation and more on Um, your spiritual practices so kind of turning inwards and then allowing what it is that we desire to kind of find us as opposed to actively seeking at the moment yeah so see what's coming up because eclipses bring things up to the surface Mm -hmm. and then really looking at that and seeing if uh, how you can release that how you can work through um, anything that's coming up any challenges and it can be a really transformational time. So, yeah, rather than, like you say, um, actively calling in things, just really being curious and um, there's really that act of surrender as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also to mention on top of this, we have a Mercury retrograde um, from May 10 until June 2nd, just to add some more spice. <laughs> 
when we jumped um, onto this call and uh, the first thing Tara said was, oh, we're about to go into Mercury retrograde, hold on to your hat. So I was like, okay, <laughs> that's a perfect summary. <laughs> perfect summary of what is about to come. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. Tara, I feel like Mercury retrograde gets such a bad rap. Like how do we kind of um, attempt to cruise through it a little bit less um, confrontationally? yes definitely it's like so whenever there's a retrograde planet it's always a time to review so anything with re in front of it so reanalyze um, redirect um, that kind of thing so it's a really good time to really lean into um, reviewing what's working for us and what isn't and it's kind of you know even in our physical environment reviewing what's working getting rid of what's not and so we can really use it as a time to figure out um, yeah what's working and what's not so rather than being fearful and when it comes to you know the whole thing about signing contracts and making big purchases it's just a matter of getting someone to double check everything because, you know, communication and technology can interfere with that. So it's just being more prepared and more organized. So especially when it comes to, you know, if it's uh, during Mercury retrograde, if you have an important um you know, presentation or meeting or something like that, just make sure like you're leaving 10 minutes earlier than you normally would or rechecking the file and just really slowing down and being present is the best way to gracefully get through this Mercury retrograde period. Yeah, cool. Okay. I feel slightly better about it now. (laughs) (laughs) And so, Em, like a bit of a life update, what has been coming up for you? Yeah, so I guess it's been an interesting um, past month, actually. I really um, decided on the full moon uh, mid-May to, uh, sorry, mid-April. I've gone gone too far ahead of myself here. Um, Mid-April, I really decided to step back into my power a little bit. I felt like I'd kind of gotten a little bit lost. This year has been... I guess personally and professionally quite a big year with a lot of changes and I feel like it's kind of run away from me a little bit and I realized um, I'd lost a lot of the energy that I had brought in last year into my life. Um, I know we spoke about this Tara at the end of last year what our words for this year were and mine is ease for this year but my word for last year was actually two words it was bad bitch and I really wanted to be a bad bitch I really wanted to bring that bad bitch energy and when I say that I mean really um putting myself first and what do I want and not in a selfish way um but in a really self-empowering way Mm. and I've realized I'd kind of lost that and so I decided to give bad bitch Emily a bit of a rebirth mid-April um with the full moon and I kind of did this like full ceremony I had lipstick on and my best lingerie I wrote down all of my dreams it was just love that it was so much fun and it just was really nice and since then I've been really um really working with my feminine energy and really softening and sinking into that, which is very much, um, you know, that kind of sitting and feeling and letting things flow as opposed to, to trying to do and fix and analyse everything and make sense of everything. I've just kind of been trying to turn that back a little bit, which has been definitely very challenging but also really lovely. 
Um, so yeah, Bad Bitch Emily has been rebirthed and I'm also really excited to announce that in a couple of weeks, I'm about to start working at a new clinic location. Um, I decided to, yeah, but opportunity came up to work in a a really beautiful clinic with lots Mm. of other naturopaths and amazing other, uh, natural health practitioners, some of the best in Australia. Um, and so I'm really excited to be starting to work at Floralia this month. That's huge. That's a huge update. Um, heaps of shifts, heaps of changes. Heaps. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's eclipse season. So stay tuned. There's more on its way. (laughs) I'm glad you got that all sorted before we, we move into this. Yeah. And I got my contracts all signed before Mercury retrograde. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect student. A plus. (laughs) Gold star for me. (laughs) What's been happening to you, team? What's been going on? Well, the the last couple of weekends, I have been um, going down south and looking for a farm property. And that has been such a a huge eye-opener for me because um, I have this vision that I want to be on a farm and Um, live that farm life with you know the organic veggies and um, so seeing these properties and seeing how close this big vision is Mm -hmm. uh, has been really exciting but really quite overwhelming as well so I have been to so many avocado truffle apple (laughs) you name it I've been there um, but it's been it's been really fun, but it was really interesting when I was looking at these properties, um, realizing that none of them, it was kind of like the the carrot on the stick. It was kind mm-hmm. of like they were kind of um, like right, but almost there, but not completely okay. what we wanted. And so that was a really good test for manifestation for me because I was like, I know that I need to get um, clearer on what it is that I want. Mm -hmm. And so that was a really good um, practice. So like we've gone back now and we've really refined. So I know that that process is going to get easier and easier. So that has been really fun. But when we were um, down south of the south of West Australia, um we went to a place where I'd had a bike accident and I'd actually um died on this track it was called heartbreak trail and we happened to go back on that that trail and it was huge it was huge for me to like go back there and um I did like you did your witchy stuff Em. I actually did like a bit of a um give back to the land a bit of a ritual um and a a real clearing and that felt really good so yeah I fully like released that out of my energetic field and um yeah gave back to the land and yeah so that has been what's happening with me that's so magical and I can totally see you living down south I know it's had place in both of our hearts I think um when we spoke to Francesca quite a few episodes ago I know she really loves it down south too and it 
she says it's got such a energetically such a beautiful um energy and and magic to it and yeah I feel like I know you're destined to be there with your horses yes yeah so I'm excited to see that come after eclipse season yeah yeah I'm like we've got to stop we've got to stop looking now (laughs) Uh, yeah all right Um, let's dive in yeah let's do it So instant gratification is a term that really refers to temptation and it's defined as the resulting tendency to forego a future benefit in order to obtain a less rewarding but more immediate benefit. Mm. I think as humans we're very programmed to do what feels good. Mm, pleasure-seeking beings absolutely 100 percent. and there's a lot of um scientific backing to it as well and i think um one of the most famous studies around this was um when a stanford professor back in the 60s and 70s um surveyed i guess would be the right word studied Mm -hmm. (laughs) um hundreds of children and each child was placed into a private room and there was a marshmallow on the table. And if they waited while the studiers left the room um, and didn't touch that marshmallow, they would be given a second. Mm. But a lot of the kids really struggled. And I think um, as children, you know, before we learn and understand the way the world works, obviously it's... um, yeah, that pleasure-seeking is more likely to be really profound in children. Um, But, yeah, a lot of the kids really struggled. But the ones who did wait for that bigger benefit, as in the extra marshmallow, later studies over years to come found that those children ended up being a lot more successful in life, in all areas of their life, financial, career, relationships, health-wise, Um, which I think is just fascinating. And it's really looking at that delayed gratification over instant gratification. But the instant is just so tempting. Yeah. And especially now, because Mm. with these terms of YOLO. Yeah. And yeah, just like even with the social media, everything is very much geared up to keep us seeking that totally and you know when we were growing up Mm. there was you know there was rage yes I'm showing my age um (laughs) there was rage and you it was a musical show that had um you know the top hits yeah so you would have to you know wake up early on a Sunday morning and you would wait you know sometimes an hour for this to come on just to hear it And so all these little things that today we take for granted that Mm. there's instant access to, you know, um, all these uh, musical channels and we are losing sight of having that delayed pleasure. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of benefit, you know, a lot of um, the inventions, I guess, that have come into play, even as we've grown up. Um, are there to make our lives easier but then I think also in the process there is this instant access to everything 
you know, like, like you were saying about with rage and even I remember when I started using the internet and going on the internet was a real process. Like you'd sit there listening to that, like chiming sound in the background for what felt like ages just to access the internet. Whereas now it's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And I remember how slow it was as well. It was so slow. And how if the internet is slow now, like yeah. our, our patience around yes. it is. Absolutely. We've got no patience now because we're so used to being able to access it immediately. Um, yeah, there was, well, I think the ability to wait now is so much less appealing mm. because there's not really much in our lives that we do have to wait for, right? Mm. Like we don't have to wait for our favourite song to come on range anymore. Mm. We don't have to wait for it to come on the radio and be there with our tape recorder. Yeah ready to go and when we finally then listen to that song back on the tape you'd have to then rewind it to go back to the beginning of the song <laughs> which also felt like such a long process and now yeah it's there we just press a button yeah and so what is this doing to our psyche and and what has it done to our psyche mm. because everything in my life that has taken that discipline and that that hard work and that commitment are the things that I value the most Mm. so any skill that I've mastered that has taken me you know years Mm. um yeah study work Mm. um yeah gaining that experience Mm. and yeah everything that I look back through my life has yeah it's because I've worked really hard yeah. I, I value it more yeah so now when we've got you know credit cards to buy things instantly mm. after and, pay zip yeah pay. yeah where where does that leave us mm. and how are we yeah how is this affecting our patients and mm. our relationships mm. and yeah I it's scary yeah it is kind of scary and yeah again i think there's two sides to the coin i think it's great that they that access to things is so much easier now i think that there are a lot of benefits to that but yes similarly on the flip side it can be quite damaging for human behavior i think and yeah and yeah. maintaining that motivation totally. as well. Yeah. You know, when we have, and I I wonder if this comes down to why a lot of us don't dream big anymore. Mm. Because if we can't get it instantly, yeah. then are we losing motivation? Yeah. And what does that mean for our dreams? Mm. But also setting really big goals that you know are going to take a really long time to achieve they are less certain in a lot of cases right like there's so many you know if you're setting a five or ten year goal it's like okay but in five weeks so much can change in your life how do you know that in five years you're still going to want that goal and that thing that you're working towards how do you know that something's not going to come into your life and mix that up or 
that something awful is going to happen to you. So therefore, is it not safer to just go with like a short term goal? Yes. And I think this is in the climate that we're in right Mm. now. Mm. There is so much uncertainty. And this is why you see more and more addiction when it comes to, you know, social media and these pleasure seeking activities Mm. because of that uncertainty. And so, you know, if tomorrow isn't guaranteed, then... Well, we better make the most yeah, of today. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, the repercussions of that, especially you know, I look at this from a health perspective, mm. and I think, especially when we look at alternative healing modalities, yes. like there's an investment of time, it's an investment of money mm. and dedication mm-hmm. and discipline 100%. for our health. Yeah. And if this is one of the things that is being eroded, mm. that we need that instant, um, that instant, I guess, reward yeah, for the quick fix, the, the magic quick fix. And then you can see the way that even our healthcare system is set mm. up mm-hmm. for, you know, having that neurofin, having that Panadol, mm-hmm. like why that is, um, yeah, just mm. normal every day now. Yeah. Um, instead of, you know, doing a meditation technique to yeah. go into the pain of the headache or, yeah. you know, do Look some at why you're packs. getting it in the first yes. place and, you, okay, you're getting it every month. Okay, well, let's have a look at what's happening with your cycle. But that takes time and effort and energy and money, right? Like, is it not just easier to just pop Panadol when yes. you get your headache? <laughs> yeah, and so how I think we really need to look at what else are we doing this in mm. our lives around. Mm. Totally. And I think... You know, it's it's so interesting when you were saying about it kind of eroding our society now. It's interesting, though, because it is so primitive. Like, it goes back to cavemen mm. times where that shorter-term plan has to be the priority because your short-term plan as a caveman or woman was literally survival. Like, okay, we need food and we need it now and we go and hunt that food we get it done instant reward so it's interesting how the world has obviously changed and evolved so much but that primitive um pleasure seeking is still there and i guess it's because of that hormone component you know the the dopamine hormone is our reward hormone and it feels really good when we achieve something and originally it was there to help us to encourage our survival and encourage human evolution basically so when you did something that was for the betterment of your survival and your species then you would be rewarded for it but Mm -hmm. now as times have changed obviously quite dramatically and in a lot of ways thank goodness you know we've kind of gifted that you know most of us are gifted that um level of having our basic survival Mm -hmm. needs covered. Um, But there are so many other things that give us that dopamine hit. Checking that notification on our phone gives us a hit. Using drugs gives us that hit. Consuming sugar gives us a dopamine hit. Yes. Um, Yeah. So that really makes me think, Em, in society right now, are we just in survival? Yeah. Totally. And again, I think this all comes back to our nervous system. Mm. 
because we constantly want to feel safe but I don't think that our society or the way that we are designed to live in our world is safe Mm. is making us feel safe we're constantly in that survival mode and that fight or flight response is constantly activated and we're going to struggle to create feel-good hormones like serotonin um, and tryptophan and all of our other neurotransmitters that are there to help us to not feel anxious, not feel depressed. And instead, we're just seeking that dopamine because it's the only feel-good chemical that we're able to get properly. Yeah, and linking it back to those that hormone and that nervous system as well. And when it comes to the bigger picture and mm. I guess spirituality and purpose, mm. it's vital for our health totally to have that. Totally. And if we're living day to day and we're not taking that time to think about how we're working towards our greater goals, mm. our mm. big vision, what we really want in our life. Mm. What is that doing on a health level? Yeah, totally. I think on both a mental and physical health level, you know, we see that there are more mental health issues now than there have ever been. And I think a big part of that is also the fact that, you know, there were times not even that long ago where a mental health condition was seen as like hysteria. Like Mm -hmm. it was a woman being crazy if she had depression. Whereas now it's like, oh, actually that's... A medically recognized condition whereas I think previously it wasn't so I think there's also an element of that but also yeah I think the way that our lives are designed mm. um, really makes us struggle and yeah that constant seeking of dopamine yeah and it, I think it's geared up in every way so we're really needing to be conscious around this and mm. this has really you know brought my attention to it because Even when I think about, you know, like, yes, mastering skills Mm. and learning and uh, how much that can, you know, feel good Mm. because we've worked hard. Mm. The same goes with relationships and and falling in love. You know, that is an an instant. You can't, you know, you can't purchase that. That is something you need to build up that trust, build up that relationship. And it's a long process. And... I feel in that way that's something that um, we also value as a society Mm. but then you see how now we're cultivating that around these um, dating apps and things like this how they're also giving that instantaneous and that easy access as well why keep working on maintaining a relationship when you could just meet someone online yeah tomorrow yeah (laughs) yeah so we're really instead of you know working through and working on a relationship Mm. where we're really being shown that yeah there's always that grass is Mm. greener on the other side Mm, totally and so I think this is something that we really need to come back to this Mm. this mindfulness and Mm. this self-awareness and like you say and the the nervous system always yeah and I think as well, I don't know about you, Em, but I remember when I was young, I used to be so bored. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I would just always be complaining to mom. I'd be like, mom, I'm bored. And she's like, no, don't <laughs> stop saying that to me. Like, go, like, do something. But how often would you be bored now? Yeah. 
because you just don't take that time yeah. to just even yeah. get to that level because you're so used to being on your phone yeah. and being stimulated mm-hmm. and having something, you know, have your attention. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But then I think there's also then that element of that becomes boring because that's our normal. Mm. So we're again, like constantly seeking that next level of something. And I think, yeah, boredom is so common, but also loneliness you know feeling alone even though we are connected now more than we ever have been yes and because it is that again it's on that superficial level Mm. and we're not really showing that authenticity Mm. and that you know that's what bonds us yeah yeah we're not taking that time to really work on the relationships that we do have with our friends our Mm. family our loved ones whoever they might be and you know whatever those relationships look like but I think even our relationship with ourselves, like it takes time to really become familiar with who you are mm. and how you work and what you want and don't want in your life um and I think so many of us don't cultivate that relationship with ourselves because it's easier not to yeah that that's so true Em. and when I think about my mindset around uh like discipline mm. I would say that I especially as I get older, I'm, mm. I'm very disciplined mm. like in my practices and mm. that is part of Ayurveda. But even before that, I'm kind mm. of wired to yeah. be um, very disciplined. But when I think about like life um, goals and things like that, um, you know, when I think about my husband who is a little bit older than me, he has these five-year, 10-year, 15-year mm. plans mm that he works towards every day Mm. and he has that vision um, and he's always got that in his mind Mm. and I really admire that because even my parents like they had that as well like they were always thinking you know I don't think you think too much in the future I think it's that balance yes but you know I I don't see that as much in my age group now and younger Mm. that we're thinking that so it's it it's like going back to that survival. We don't know what's going to happen in that five, that 10 years. So why are we going to invest that time now when that could change? Yeah. And I think also there is that, um, you know, looking at things realistically and adopting that reality principle over that pleasure principle, that's something that comes with age as well and maturity as our our brains rewire and reprogram and are are kind of trained I think it's Mm. easier um with a more mature mindset and I guess a mature mindset could happen in a younger person as well absolutely Mm. um as I say age is only uh, you're only as old as you feel right Mm -hmm. um so I think yeah having that mature mindset is makes it easier to opt for realistically what is going to feel better look better serve us better in the long run Mm. as opposed to when we're younger and slash or have a more immature mindset Mm. that pleasure principle and avoiding pain which i think is another big part of it it's so much more important and yeah that's i think why we see that children and like in that marshmallow study um children are geared way more towards pleasure Mm. Mm. 
Yeah. And so I guess really what we want to do is opt for delayed gratification mm. where we can over instant gratification. And again, I think there's really great, as you said, Tara, and as you touched on, I think keeping the balance right is really important because like we were saying, you know, how many people have squirreled away all of their money over such a long period of time because they're thinking about the future, thinking about the future. And I think it's really important. Like so many people now, um, I think, I mean, I guess it's different in Australia. We're kind of forced to have superannuation. But in other countries, that's not the case. But so many of us are not thinking about our retirement Mm. and how we're going to be able to afford to live when we retire because we're so worried about living in the now. Yeah, there's no space. No. So I think it's important to have that balance between the two being able to enjoy your life and live your life to the fullest while you can and while you have the resources to be able to do so but then also thinking about your future at the same time Mm. Mm. yeah I think that's really important and really important exercise and one that I want to give more attention to Mm. because yeah you just get caught up in this Mm. in the the wheel of life totally yeah and I think it's important to come back to those goals and, and go back to your values. And this yes. is something that I was looking at because I was like, okay, so a lot of societies, um, instant gratification, like all these systems are mm. geared up that way. Mm. And, you know, especially especially around luxury and technology, yes. those are those two ones that, yeah. you know, we go towards mm. for that pleasure-seeking. Mm. But when I looked at my values... Um, luxury was number seven on my list Mm -hmm. and I thought that's really interesting because if in my life that's you know number seven Mm. why aren't I prioritizing and putting more Mm. you know focus on those ones so like my top one is liberation Mm -hmm. um, connection expansion Mm -hmm. and growth um, being genuine um, generosity Mm. and experience like those are those Mm. things and Every one of those things is actually not something that you can achieve with instant gratification. Mm, mm, totally. So I think it's important when we're going, you know, to our goals to really look at our values mm. and, and keep on anchoring back to those. Yeah, because I think it's quite easy as well to get caught up in the emotion as well. Like I know one of my, my main values is freedom. Mm. And so, yes, again, like you said, to feel free to be able to travel wherever I want to in the world I know that I need to take constant steps to move in that direction so that I'm able to have that freedom but then also getting caught up in the idea of um yeah that kind of YOLO attitude which is again kind of representative of freedom I think Mm. um yeah but then it's just kind of balancing it out and I think yeah not getting caught up in those emotions because so often when we're feeling annoyed or frustrated it's like right okay I'm gonna have a glass of wine because I've Mm. had an awful day today and I know that I'm gonna receive instant gratification I'm gonna receive that dopamine hit from my glass of wine at the end of the day yeah that has been one of the biggest ones for me yeah stopping drinking and then wanting to reach for that wine and being like oh that's interesting yeah like why do I want it yeah and again like I think it can be different like 
a lot of people who do give up certain things like when we think about you know people who quit smoking mm. there's usually an, then another habit they're going to f- seek that yes. dopamine elsewhere so yes. even if it's not the wine it's something else maybe it's the coffee or, yeah, the chocolate. The coffee or going on instagram yeah. or sending a text message mm. like there's so many little things in our life that are, are fairly normal for us things to be doing that mm. are going to give us that sense of instant gratification and i think we use our emotions as an excuse for that that's so true do you know what has really helped me with this um is reading mm. like reading a physical book yeah because the presence that you need um to do that and yeah. the focus yeah is yeah like when i'm when i'm reading a lot mm-hmm. i notice that my attention span is so much more and i you know i'm more present in all of my moments yeah so i think that was really good and someone one of my clients asked me the other day you know how can i get um, out of this scrolling through instagram mm. and i was just like try reading a book or mm. leaving some books around mm. the house like one near the sofa like one yeah. in next to your bed so like instead of like going for that phone yes you can like read like a page yeah. and that's starting to lengthen your amount of focus time yeah rather than yeah continually searching and yeah. seeking that yeah. instant yeah response and you know that scroll that movement of scrolling is actually addictive like mm. um all of those apps are literally designed <laughs> for us to be constantly scrolling because the action is addictive which is, I guess, another conversation. But yeah, I thought that was just fascinating when I found that out recently. But yeah, it's it is it's about um, small habits, I think. And mm-hmm. I talk to my clients a lot about this as well when we're talking about um, the work that we're doing because, really, at, at its very core, what the work that I'm suggesting my clients do, and all of the recommendations that I make, usually have some kind of ha- habitual. Uh, element to them Mm. so okay we're working on getting you to go to bed slightly earlier and we're working on your bedtime routine for example that's about establishing a new habit and a lot of them really struggle and it's human to really struggle to um, completely change your habit so it's starting off small and gentle and something that I talk to my clients about is kind of um, switching up a lot of their autonomous habits so for example a lot of them when I ask them these questions when we're talking about building and establishing new habits I will ask them, okay, do you always sit at the exact same place on your sofa? Do you eat um, dinner at the same spot at the table? Mm. Do you park in the same kind of area when you go to the supermarket? And all of them are like, yes, 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 of course, because we're creatures of habit. It's comfortable, Mm. it's safe, it's familiar. So I often encourage my clients to then park somewhere else when they go to the supermarket and sit somewhere else at the dinner table so that they're then geared up Mm. to kind of switch out of that autonomous thinking yeah like that autopilot yeah, yeah. and come back into the conscious moment so yeah i love your recommendation of having mm. books around the place if you're wanting to read more so that you've got that reminder mm. and they talk about like the two second rule as well when it comes to delayed gratification and pausing to actually think and i think intuitively we know and i know we've spoken about this on on podcast episodes in the past where when we don't have that space 
to think it's or listen to our intuition it's really really hard to access that so creating that space before we jump into reaching for what is going to give us that instant gratification actually thinking about okay what are my values what is my intention what do I want from this situation and what do I want from a future thinking perspective yes and that's how I always that is the one thing that helps me always Mm. think about how I'm going to feel Mm. after I do something like it's just a split second yeah so you know if there's something um like a really decadent cake or something like that I'll think how am I going to feel after that am I going to feel better and I know after I eat it I'm not going to feel good yeah but sometimes you might feel good yeah sometimes it might be really good in the moment yes I'm I'm going to feel really great after eating this ice cream so I'm I'm going to have it yeah but sometimes that's what you just have to weigh up like you say em and I think that is also setting yourself up for success and Mm taking away um temptations where you can yeah yeah and you know going back to the flooring that is one Mm. you know can take it out of the bedroom like you can do these things take take it away yeah um it's easier not to that right if you're programmed (laughs) like it's yeah it's it's easy to say take two seconds to consider your decision before Mm. you make it but we make over five thousand decisions every single day um, and we're programmed to not think from yeah. a futuristic perspective. But that brain training mm. can happen. Mm. So I think it's just really being mindful Yes. Um, in those moments where you are able to, so that slowly but surely more of your decisions then become mindful. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Controlling I love those, that. Thing, those decisions that we can pause to be mindful about i think and also not beating ourselves up if we're not Mm. because remembering that we are primitively designed to survive and seek pleasure over pain yeah so i think practicing empathy towards ourselves ultimately as well um it's like when i talk to my clients about you know certain foods that they should eat less of for a particular health condition So very commonly in acne, I will recommend that my clients eat less dairy. If they choose to eat dairy, the world is not going to end. As I say to them, like the sun will still come up tomorrow. (laughs) Um, But here are the reasons, you know, scientifically why why dairy was associated with acne, blah, 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 blah. Um, And, you know, it's not the case for everyone, but generally eating less is going to take us steps closer towards being able to achieve their goal of clear skin Mm. Mm. so i think then in those moments where they're opting for the ice cream or the yogurt or the cheese or whatever it might be taking that moment to say okay do i want this is this gonna move me towards my goal or not and if they decide yolo i'm gonna have it anyway then own that decision and be comfortable in that decision and know, okay, the world is not going to end. Don't beat yourself up about it because then I think there's also that um, all or nothing approach. Yeah. So if I'm like, look, completely ditch dairy or else, if they then have a little bit, I think then um, it's that kind of binging attitude almost where it's like, oh, well, I've stuffed it up now, so never mind. I'll just spend the whole rest of the weekend 
having a ton of dairy when yes. really if they'd just gone okay I feel like this ice cream I really would like this ice cream all of my friends are enjoying it together I'm going to enjoy this mm. mindfully I've made the decision then probably they won't even want dairy for the rest of the weekend yeah know? and I think that's a really important distinction and because just that alone like even if you don't you know, even if you have a dairy, mm. but like you've taken that moment, yeah. like you've stepped, you've walked through exactly. it. Like that is already setting that, you know, that thought pattern up. Yeah. So that each time that's yeah. becoming stronger and stronger. Exactly. And you're so I think, brain. yeah, I think that's really important. And mm. dairy is addictive, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And sugar, sugar literally is. I think we've spoken about it before, but it's um, as addictive, if not more than hard drugs like cocaine and heroin yes yes so cut yourself some slack yeah <laughs> be kind to yourself again like you just need to be aware i think of how our brains are programmed to work mm. i think sometimes it's really comforting having that awareness and then yeah making that empowered decision from there yeah and so some other tools and that have really helped me like being becoming really mindful about yes. my instant gratification is having a delayed reward yes. has been helpful. Yeah. Um, so if I'm needing to push through something, mm-hmm. I will set up these metrics for mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. So then I don't have to think about it. Then yeah. I'm not craving that as much yeah. because I know it's something that, yes, um, and that really focuses me. Mm. So that works. Mm. Um, and rewarding yourself when you achieve a long-term goal because yeah. I think so many of us are then so busy moving on to the next goal totally. and achieving the next big thing. But taking those moments to give yourself that dopamine reward yes. and feel really good is a nice way to then get the motivation to keep going, right? Yeah, that is so true. Mm. So important. And, yeah, I don't see that enough. Mm. Um, yeah, we're just, like you say, and we're just told, yep, move on to the next. What are we achieving? Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's really important as well. Mm. And then I think, yeah, again, coming back to your intention of, okay, why do I want this Mm. and what do I want ultimately in my life like so many of my clients will come in because they do want clear skin and I love helping them get there but it's a process Mm. and you know some of them will email me or they'll come back in to see me or they'll call me in a crisis and say look oh my god my skin's not better yet it's been two weeks I've been so good. I'm following everything that you, you've told me to do. I've instilled every single habit. Why is my skin not better yet? Mm. But it's like, okay, well, firstly, let's think about the fact that scientifically it takes four to six weeks for our skin cells to renew. So it's pretty hard to expect midway or not even midway through a skin cycle <laughs> for your skin to suddenly be completely different is a little bit unrealistic. But then... Also, I think there is that, um, like you said, like having that reward at the end of that long-term goal. I think so many people are so desperate for that end result Mm -hmm. and they want it super quickly. Mm -hmm. But it's like, okay, but what is your intention? Why do you want clear skin? Yeah. What is at the end? What is the end result of you having clear skin? Is it that finally you can do the job that you've always wanted you can finally start dating confidently. Your friendships are going to be magically better. You're suddenly going to be making a million dollars. Like what is the end yeah. goal from that? And how can you start 
to in your everyday life and in all of your decision making through your day-to-day life start achieving some of those goals like why do you need to wait for that one thing that's potentially realistically not even part of the equation Mm. yeah Mm. i think that's really important that um yeah that we are mindful of that Mm. because how many times have you gone to achieve something Mm. and then when you have achieved it you're like oh that wasn't that that wasn't actually what i wanted because (laughs) you got you know you didn't have that big why like it wasn't even something that you actually deeply in the core did want did want so checking in again yeah to say are you doing it for yourself or are you doing this for someone else? Or are you doing it for someone else's approval? And then yes. if that is the case, okay, bring that kind awareness to yourself and journal out or consider or sit with why you're wanting to please someone else in the first place. Mm. Yes. Mm. And I see that a lot when it comes to the designer handbags. Yeah. You know, let's put that on the credit card. Yeah. So then on Instagram, we can show that we're successful. (laughs) Yeah. We can get heaps of the likes, which is going to make us feel amazing about ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. But meanwhile, you're you're struggling with your finances. Mm. And yeah, it's Mm. it's kind of that. And again, are you gaining confidence by having the fancy handbag on your Instagram? Hmm. Or are you just wanting that external validation? Mm. And if you do, then that's okay. Like, again, own that. Mm. And that's fine. Like, but you have to follow your... Your values. Yeah, Yeah, like it comes back to those values and and why, yeah, the big why. Mm. Why we're doing everything. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and I think, again, like being kind to ourselves because like we said we're not programmed to automatically think this way and it does take retraining and that dopamine reward system as well can take time to reset and usually going cold turkey is the best way to reset that but that is hard Mm. like if you're giving up an addiction whatever that addiction might be and it might be social media it might be um instagram it might be alcohol or drugs or sex or whatever it is um going cold turkey is really hard so i think Mm. you know there are times that we can we know that we confidently can go cold turkey but sometimes we need support through that and i think that's fine and i think it's healthy and important to get support where we need it um but know Mm. that you can reset your dopamine reward system and you can retrain your brain Mm. um but it needs that constant validation to be able to do so i think and when I say validation, like self-validation. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, this has really made me think a lot more about it and be a lot more mindful mm. around, yeah, my choices mm. and, and my, level of, my, my level of patience as mm. well. Mm. And, yeah, just coming back to values. Yeah. And... Yeah, and looking looking at, at that and as as you said as well, and like that balance. Mm. Like yes, enjoying our life. Mm. Um and then also thinking about setting up our future as well. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, life is short, so enjoy those moments where you can. But 
the hope, right, is that we will live a long, healthy, prosperous, happy life. So how can we make decisions as well to support that yes. at the same time? Yes, and this yeah. is why I think it's very important to invest in that picture totally. and what that looks like. Yeah. So you have that direction and that yeah. anchor point. Yeah. So the little decisions every day, mm. like, start to be more meaningful. Yeah. Yeah, totally. There's a really good um, book as well, um, Atomic Habits. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I actually haven't read all of it. I'm slowly but surely listening to the audio book. Um, but it's really interesting. He talks a lot about um a lot about what we've spoken about and more around the science behind habits but it's a really interesting one and again I think almost like brain hacking mm. um, and having that awareness of why we think and feel the way we do I think really helps to bring that consciousness to what we're doing mm. Mm. so I highly recommend that book amazing I actually haven't read that one yet so I'll put it on my list <laughs> awesome well thank you for listening fellow witch we would love it if you shared your big vision or one of your core values with us yeah come and join us in the facebook group if you're not already a member and um yeah let us and your fellow witches help help keep you accountable to those Mm. bigger goals and what you really want from your life yeah And as always, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please consider leaving a rating and a review. It really helps us to reach a wider audience of witches like you. See you next time, fellow witch. Thanks for listening to Witches Being Witches. Remember, happiness is the new rich. Inner peace is the new success. Health is the new wealth. And kindness is the new cool. We'll see you next episode.